Welcome to Propel, a podcast by Fellowship Pacific to propel you and your ministry forward in the mission God has for you. I'm your host, Jessica Powell, and in today's episode, we're taking you across the globe to the city of Kampala, Uganda. Our leadership development team has had the opportunity this year to partner with a group of women there in Uganda who reached out to us as they were looking for resources for mentoring women in leadership. In this episode, Krista Penner has a conversation with Betty Mutanda, who is on the ground in Uganda, serving God with her gifts and mentoring other women to do the same. You'll get to hear her share about the challenges the church in Uganda is facing and how they are serving their communities in the midst of it. What God is doing through these women is so incredibly inspiring, and we are so grateful that Fellowship Pacific gets to play a small part in partnering with them in their ministry. So let's get to it. Here's Krista's conversation with Betty Mutanda. This is Krista Penner, just wanting to give you a little bit of insight and background on the podcast that you're about to listen to. I sat down with Betty Mutanda and talked with her about the work that she's doing in Kampala, Uganda. Now, you may be wondering, how do I know Betty in Uganda? Well, Betty found us. Betty found Leverage Women. She found Fellowship Pacific by searching the internet for places where she could procure leadership development material as she is mentoring a group of women in her church in Uganda. Betty reached out to me via email asking if she could be part of our Leverage Mentor Pods. I connected with her. We had an incredible conversation over the, over the phone or over Zoom, actually. And we, dis- we discerned that, yes, we would move ahead together to do leadership development. She has been so grateful for what uh, we've been able to provide for her in the way of materials and teaching. But what you really need to know is that we, uh, Leverage Women, myself, Elizabeth, uh, and Miranda, we are grateful for what we have learned from these women who are on the ground serving out of their gifts. Betty is a nurse by trade, but God has gifted her with leadership and a passion to see other women mentored in her church. She is living out the gospel in the way that she helps with uh, clothing distribution, food distribution. Uh, they're working with a small village that is in need of clean water. They are doing things that are living out the gospel in their region. When I first met Betty, I asked her about how she had come to Christ, and she shared with me her story of coming to know the Lord. And you'll hear a little bit of that in the podcast that you're about to listen to. It's not the greatest recording because of Zoom being what it is between here and Uganda and the connection that they have at their church there. But I hope that you will be blessed as you listen to this woman share her testimony and share the work that they are doing. It's our prayer that in the coming year or two, we'll be able to take a group of women over there to connect with these women in Uganda and do a leadership conference with them. They are hungry to know how we lead. They're hungry to know how we view the scripture and how we take biblical principles and apply them to how we do life every day. The connection that we have made with this group of women, there's two churches uh, in particular that have come to the 
table uh, w- in this in this connection. And how we've connected with them has been amazing. We see God at work in this. And we have an understanding from this connection, the bigger, wider picture of what Fellowship Pacific is on a global level. And we pray that today you will be blessed as you listen to Betty share what God has been teaching her and what they are doing in Kampala, Uganda. I want to welcome everyone to our Fellowship Pacific podcast, our Propel podcast. I am on this beautiful Saturday morning talking with my new friends in Uganda, in Kampala, Uganda. I am talking this morning with Betty and with Barbara and with Sarah who are part of the the Wafu Reform Presbyterian Church. And I am excited for them to share their story with you about what they're doing, the leadership journey that God has them on, and the friendship that we have developed as we have ministered to each other. And so this morning, as we begin, I'm actually going to ask our friend Betty Mutanda if she would open us in prayer. Betty, we are so glad to have you here today. Thank you, Heavenly Father in heaven. We thank you for this day with our friends, Minister Pena and the rest of the Revenge, the Revenge podcast and mentoring program. We are greatly mutually encouraged and also for his work, her work to us as women in Uganda who knew nothing about mentoring people, who knew nothing about what, but God put our hands, put our hearts, put words in our mouth. We thank you so God to help us, give us wisdom, give us knowledge on what we are going to speak to them so that they will be mutually encouraged and also to encourage us. We just thank you. Thank you, Father. We know that you've listened to our prayer and we know that everything will go on well. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Betty. I just want to welcome you here. It's pretty incredible that we have found each other. So for our fellowship listeners, I want you to know that we have begun a program here on the west coast of British Columbia. And actually, it's spanned all the way to Toronto because we have a leverage pod there as well. But we've started a mentoring program. And as we started this program, one day I received an email from Uganda, from Betty, and she was wanting to, she was asking if they could be a part of what we were doing with our mentoring. And I couldn't even believe I was looking at this email in my inbox. And I responded to Betty and we began corresponding about what this could look like. So Betty, could you tell our listeners how you found us, when this started for you. Yeah, I was searching on the net about women leaderships who have been successful in their Christian leadership. And I found your website. Then I started following you in 2018. And I loved the newsletters you sent to me. I was also found a retreat of mentoring programs, and I sent a request to be a mentee, and you responded to my email. When I applied for being a mentee, you asked me to to give you one mentor, and that mentor was Sarah Chasoka, and you also accepted her. So 
we were so excited when we found you and you accepted our request to mentor us and we are greatly encouraging other women in the world to join your your mentorship programs so that they are so 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 grateful and resourceful to women when it comes to mentoring you are so good well i love you yeah. Well, we love you too. We've just been both myself and Anne Miranda have been uh, so encouraged as we have met with you online. And we have done two training sessions now over the internet with your group. And for our podcast uh, listeners, uh, what we've been doing is meeting online and going through the scripture and pulling out leadership principles that are applicable uh, cross-culturally. Uh, there are things that we see in the scripture that tie our hearts together, that help us understand how we are to lead in the areas that God has led us to. And one of the things that I was so struck with in my first conversation with Betty is that Betty uh, told me about how she came to Christ. And Betty, I would just love it if you would share with our listeners how you came to know Jesus in your life. Yeah, that sounds good. Because there was 1999. When, when I was going to deliver my firstborn, I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with a contracted pelvis, which meant that I could not push the baby on my own. So the doctor told me, do you know what, Betty? You cannot push this baby. I asked why. He told me, you have a contracted pelvis. Being a nurse, I told him, but why didn't you tell me? earlier on because I've been visiting this health center for so long. And you know, medical services in Uganda, they are not so, so good. So maybe they neglected me or what. So I thought like that, that I was neglected. So the doctor told me, that's it. You cannot push the baby, but I'm going to operate on you. I told him, I came alone. I don't have my father here. I don't have, he told me, Betty, if you fail to consent by yourself, you die. If you fail to, 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 to consent by either you lose the baby or you. Then I said, now what can I do? She, he told me, you consent, and then I take you to the theater, the cesarean section. I said, it's okay. And there, I understood that I was not alone. First, I thought I was alone, but the next thing I said, no, I have a big God who can help me pass through this. I consented, and then they took me to theater. Surprisingly, I came out alive. I was like, oh, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, you've helped me. You are my redeemer. You are everything. You are my what? So I decided to give my, my life to God completely up to now. It's now like 21 years or 22 years there. Wow. Wow. So a dramatic a dramatic mm. healing that, that God gave you and a deliverance. Yes, God is the one who healed me, not the doctor, because they had failed to tell me. Maybe no, maybe if they had told me sooner that he would not manage to push, I would have also knew about it. But reaching somewhere and they tell you you can't, I was surprised. I said, now which kind of medical people are these ones? And yet for me, I was still at college. I could do nothing on my own. Now, when I went to church for baptism, when my baby reached three months, I went for baptism. When I reached there, the priest touched my heart by calling the people, oh, please, who wants to be saved? I said, hey, 
God has redeemed me from this. God has done this for me. Why not to go and get saved right now? Let me accept Jesus. Because remember, I went to the hospital. By then, I was not saved. So now, when I was going to baptize, I knew that it's good to confess and use my own, in my own words, in my own language, to tell people that I want to get saved in the church, and I did it. So that's the story of me getting saved, and I thank the Lord for all that. And I've gone through many things. Me, myself, I'm a, a heart patient. One of my valves doesn't work well, but for God has helped me. That's why I believe, and I'm now having four children. They have never, never, never. Whenever I go to hospital, they give me small drugs, but they told me that I'll be taken to South Africa for an operation which didn't work because I didn't have money to raise the 22 millions. In Uganda, it's very hard. So I kept on praying to the Lord, oh Lord, heal my heart. Oh Lord, give me this. God, give me health so that I can live longer and help other people. For that reason, I'm here to tell the world that it's if you put all your faith and trust in the Lord, you can succeed, you can live longer, you can do everything with your life. Hmm. That's my story. The Lord, that's a good word. And the Lord has done some amazing things in your life, giving you mm -hmm. four children. And here you are ministering uh, in mm -hmm. your city and in your communities. And we are really blessed to be able to help you on this leadership journey that you're on and your desire to help and mentor other women. Uh, as God has worked in your life, you want to see them work in your life as well, in their lives as well. So, um, you know, I don't know, Betty, if you want to take this question or if you want maybe Barbara to talk about this, but, you know, I know the other day when Barbara shared with us a little bit about what was happening in the communities, I was thinking about what would it look like, you know, to talk about what some of the biggest challenges that women face in Uganda, in the church. Thank you so much. That question is very good, and it will be women in Uganda are marginalized, and we have limited resources. We our workload is so much. For example, in homes, we are we have to do all the house chores from children to husband. Low levels of education lack of enough training for leadership skills, but if we have chance or opportunities of training women leaders as you are doing, it will be a blessing to us in Uganda. And I urge all other organizations to come out like you and stand firm with us in Uganda to come and teach women and men not women alone, but even men need to be taught. Thank you so much. By that, I'm telling you that if you do that, the teaching and all the resources, and teaching is more vital because it will help others to stand. Without, without teaching, without mentoring people, we shall not learn because your way of learning is far much better than ours. 
For us, a child can go to school without books, without pens, without a set, not unlike your country, without shoes, without food to eat from morning up to sunset. When she comes back, she's nothing in the head. So we pray that we break all the chains to go through and get you people who can mentor us without even paying you a penny. We are very, very, very blessed to have your penny and your group. So thank you, Betty. We are so blessed to actually connect with you and to share with you um, what we have and what we know. And we recognize even in our country how important it is that we have mentoring. It's biblical. We see that example in the scripture that women teaching women, men teaching the men, discipling, and, and really all of us mutually teaching and passing on what we know to the next generation. Uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about in the work that you do there at the church with Pastor Paul uh, is uh, tell us about the ministry that you're doing with the clothing distribution. What, what, tell us about how that started and what you do and how that's helping in the communities that you serve. Thank you so much for asking that question. One day we were in church, we were praying, and then something came into my head. And I said, what? We had some problems with children, with the children coming to our church, asking for shelter, asking for where to food and then I said what so people are coming they know God is the only resort with I sat down I came out to, out with a plan to say that what if we start a ministry a women ministry and start helping these young people I identified people and friends who have soap clothes which they are not using at the time to donate to our ministry also mobilized churches and also identified the communities. And I talked to the church leaders, the authorities, and tell them that we are coming to visit your community. And we mobilize ourselves and see how these clothes can, can reach the beneficiaries after collecting them. But it has, it has been so, so much, and it has made a very big impact in our communities. We have begun by helping the children in the church, as I told you, but then it has become, it has become wide. When we, go to when we go to the communities, some we first preach to them as we do door-to-door we do -door preaching and also street preaching. Then after that, we realized that more people needed our help, and in the help they needed was to preach the gospel to them and also donate some things to them. Because even there are some people who can who move naked in this country of ours, which is not good for us. So we decided to expand the ministry to the communities, and we are now doing well. That's we, really incredible. Yeah, we have seen people smile. We have seen people smile because of our donations and everything. So the ministry has improved people's lives, standards, living, 
health, general cleanliness, and socioeconomic situations. By socioeconomic situations, I'm talking of men. Because if a man doesn't have money and a ministry leader brings a cloth to the, to the child, that man will have a smile because they even don't have anywhere to get the money to, to give the children clothes or soap. So our ministry is doing so well that in that don those donations to the community. That's so tell me, tell me, uh, Betty, uh, how many women serve with you in this ministry? We are more than 15. That's great. Like I told you, yes, we are more than 15, but the leaders, we are five. Then others follow us. We tell them we are going here, they come. In the videos I will send you, you will see how we start. And even we have even nurses working with us, like me. Because me professionally, I'm a nurse. I have also other two nurses working with us. I also have a clinic officer working with that. We, and we have a health center around us here. We opened up to help those vulnerable people. So you've really mobilized a group of women and you are leading them. And I know that you're leading them in this, these social endeavors in the communities and the preaching of the gospel there. But I also know that you're leading a Bible study where you're teaching them from the word of God and you're teaching them leadership. Some of the things that we go through are then being, you know, in the times we're online, you're then taking that information and those, those um, teaching lessons and teaching them to a larger group. And mm -hmm. I was wondering, Betty, if we could have Sarah tell us a little bit about what those teaching sessions have been like with the other women that you're taking them to. Thank you. Uh, in our church, we do conduct Bible studies. We invite our, our, our fellow women in the community. Uh, then we, we have a, a, the Bible as our manual book. Uh, we use it to train others in prayer, share needs, and also exalt one another in faith among us. In these Bible studies, we have leaders who conduct different sessions. Um, in, in, in those different sessions, we have uh, praise and worship. We do uh, praise and worship. Then we have the prayer sessions also. Um, we also encourage women who cannot read and tell them to not to lose hope. So we teach them slowly uh, to read the Bible. Then we share verses. Then also we, we teach them how to read the Bible, uh, the whole, to go through the entire Bible. We begin from the first book in the Bible, that's Genesis, up the last book. So such that we can understand the Bible. Uh, we knew that uh, we cannot understand the New Testament without understanding the old the old testament because uh it's, it's uh, the old testament is all about christ when is he's hidden 
Then the New Testament is about Christ when he's revealed. So we encourage women to read the Bible. Then um, after, after some time, we've seen women trying to read in our local language. So that has helped us in our Bible study. And after then, we go and preach the gospel. That's wonderful. I thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Uh, it's really uh, very clear to me that your focus is on uh, really investing in women through the understanding of who they are in Christ as they are in the word. And that is really where we, even here in Fellowship Pacific, know the key to even helping develop a next generation of leaders. They need to be leaders who know who they are because of what Christ has done in their lives. So I'm going to turn to Barbara. And Barbara, are you? I want to ask you, um, are you being mentored right now or are you mentoring someone? I mentor other women also. Are you mentoring women in your church? In my church, yes, I do mentor. That's as the Bible says, because I love to call that scriptures. I'm a scriptural woman. <laughs> that's that me. That's good. That's good. I want to call that scriptures. I, the young ladies, I tell them, because if they mess up with their lives when I'm around, maybe God will say, why didn't you take your, your turn to tell these young girls? So especially the young women who can end up Missing when someone has not directed them. So I stand in that position. Maybe, maybe I clarify on, on that too. Yes, please, Betty. Now, Barbara, in her mentorship, she has two women whom we allocated to her. Those women are Nakten the Christine and the Carol and Carol Nanyunja. So you were asking currently how many people we are. Every one of us is mentoring women. We are mentoring, me, I'm mentoring Sarah, Nakimulikezia, Namudu Barbara, but again, I allocated Barbara to other people. And then we have like Deborah Mugala, Josephine, Kevin, but they are not around, and Annette. You remember I sent you an email from Jane, Jane Nanyonga. Yes. She's also under our mentorship. Did you receive it? I did. And I saw the pictures. And I think I just wanted our listeners to hear about that. And what's so important, Betty, with what you're doing and what you're leading. Yeah, we are mentoring. You people. are. And you're, yeah. you're intentionally multiplying the leadership. Mm -hmm by you mentoring people and then having them mentor others. And that's really our vision here as well, yeah. that we have a mentoring program that is multipliable in our churches and in our communities. And I'm just excited that we can partner with you. Um, so Betty, could you tell us about some of the challenges that the church is facing in Uganda right now? Lack of resources is also another challenge. 
lack of computers, to, lack of computers and trainers to train our people is another challenge. Lack of Bibles, teaching manual books, and other useful materials. Some churches lack shelter like the one I showed you in the photos and videos. Like that Covenant Church in Kamocha where I showed you and reformed the church in Kanga in Iruero, where Sarah comes from. And even other, even other churches are lacking some things. We also lack clean water in some areas where, where our churches are situated, like the community of Kangave, where they draw water from. They even share with animals, which is, it's, almost, it's a pond. I'll call it a pond. Lack of petrol trains, chairs, musical instruments, lack of transportation, like I will show you videos when we are going to, to deliver our items yesterday. We used both the borders from our premises to the community where we went. And it's more than 20 miles, 20 kilometers from our place. So it's a, a very big challenge to us. Yeah. But we are, we are, we, we have, we have to board so that we can put smiles on those people's face. Because without our help and without our God, whom we are serving, they will not know that God is there for them. We use that opportunity. We say that even if we don't trans, we don't have transport, we have to reach them. Yesterday it was raining, but we managed to go there through faith. And it's that very faith which is putting us higher or ahead of other women in Uganda. Because I found you in 2018. You will go on your email and check. It was 2018 when I first started contacting you. But by that time, maybe things were not working well. You did not respond. But to my surprise, you responded. So I was so grateful. And I even confessed it with my, my pastor. I told Pastor Semuang that I have women in Canada who are going to visit us, and they are going to teach us leadership skills. So we are grateful. You know, Betty, I just marvel at how uh, God brought us together. Yeah, I don't remember getting emails from you back as far as 2018. Who knows what was happening or how I missed that. And I'm sorry mm. about that. That's for sure. But God, in his grace, had you keep trying. And then I saw your email and responded. And here we are today having this conversation. And, you know, one of the things that we know out of the scripture is when we've been given opportunity and when we've been given resources that we are to turn around and share them and even on this very simple level that we can share our leadership resources the things that God mm -hmm. has taught us the experiences that we have had in developing leadership uh, if we can share those with you we are so grateful for the opportunity to do so and yes, we want to share in helping you reach your communities. And I love how you put it, that you love to put a smile on the faces of the people that you minister to. And so often 
you know, that's leading, that's leading by example, that's leading as Jesus would lead when we care for people who are in desperate need. And you care for them in such a way that then you can share the gospel and the good news of who Jesus is with them. And Betty, we are so grateful. I'm so grateful for the leadership that you have brought to the women you lead for you are you are a force to be reckoned with uh, and in every sense of that being a good thing you are on mission to serve Jesus uh, in your life and you are encouraging the women around you to do the same and I don't know what the future is going to bring for us but after our last call that we had together uh, Anne, Miranda and myself we chatted and and Anne said to me, we have to go there, Krista. We have to go there. And I agree with her. And I've been chatting with other women leaders that uh, have said the same thing. Barbara, you would be interested to know that I uh, was chatting with a woman who leads an organization here that helps women who are fleeing domestic violence. And in our last conversation that we had where you were explaining about what was happening in the communities and how women were not being treated well in their homes and your concern over that and your concern over the children. I mentioned this to my friend and I said to her, maybe you need to come with us to Uganda. You need to help uh, these women leaders understand how they can effectively help women who find themselves in situations where they are not being treated well and their children are at risk. Uh, maybe you should be coming and helping with that. So Betty, I don't know what God has for us moving forward, but I feel that we will see each other and be able to minister to one another in the days ahead. And we will continue to connect online and we do need to pray for better internet connection. That's for sure. And figure out how we can uh, make this work well. So I want to thank you for spending this time with me today on this podcast. And as we close our time together, Betty, do you think you could share with our listeners what the one big lesson is that God keeps teaching you as a leader? Oh, yeah, I can share on that, but... I wanted to share something on, you asked me about the question, what, what I can tell the Canadian churches. Yes, you go ahead and do that. I'm going to, to, to miss that. You, you go ahead and, and uh, that question, let me go back. Yeah what, yeah. Would, yeah, what would you like to say to the Canadian church and to the mission that we are on together? What would you like to say to that? I want to encourage them to put all their trust in God since we are on an important assignment given to us by the Lord. We call upon the Canadian church to support Lavrent ministry. In, that's your ministry. In all ways, for instance, finances, resources, ideas, and other things to be able to reach us, women in Uganda, and other leaders. Even call upon other organizations in your nation, especially Christians, to support you. 
to, to, the, to, to, to come into the world and see and you spread the gospel as you are doing. It's through faith that I have managed to reach you. And I know it's through faith that you will come to Uganda and face us live. And the gospel to join hands. With, if we join hands with you, we will uplift the churches in Uganda, both spiritually and physically. May all people, pastors, churches, and other organizations in your country hear this, hear our cry, hear our talkings with you, and take our request. Yeah, that's very good. Thank you so much, Betty, for sharing that. And we we know that uh, the needs are great and the work that you're doing is so vital. Uh, it's through the physical care of people that then you can share the gospel with them. We do know that you need resources in order to train up your leaders. And, you know, I was so encouraged uh, in our last leverage pod mentor training that we did with you uh, where I was able to meet those two young men who were helping you. Uh, there was, uh, I think it was Isaac. Isaac and yes. Moses. And Moses. Isaac is here waiting for us because uh, we cannot operate a computer. <laughs> well, we, I am just grateful for them. And I know they are preaching on the street and sharing the love of Jesus. And we want to encourage them as well and in what they are doing. So um, I just thank you for taking the time today to do this. And Betty, what's so interesting um, and such a blessing in what we are talking about here today is just uh, the cohesiveness and the the unity that there is in Christ that across a span of thousands of kilometers, different mm. cultures, that we are on mission together mm. to share the love of Jesus. And when we think about what we're doing with mentoring, you mentoring women mm. there in Uganda, uh, I'm mentoring women here in mm. Canada. We are wanting to raise up another generation of leaders who will serve Christ with mm. their lives. And just like you have said, you know, when God met you in that operating theater during that C-section that you were having and God spared your life, you looked at that and went, God is real. I am going to serve him with my life. And all these years, that was 22 years ago that you had that experience and you have determined to serve God with your life ever since. And it is those types of experiences that push us forward oftentimes in what God's called us to. And we have the challenge of sharing what God has done so that another generation can rise up and serve Jesus and look at giving their whole lives to the ministry of the gospel. So we thank you for spending time with us today. Barbara and Sarah, I thank you for what you are doing. I'm so blessed to know that you are being mentored by Betty. You are so blessed to know her and to be uh, have her as an example in your life. So I'm going to say goodbye to you. 
and we will meet up again. Betty, I'll be sending you an email about our next Leverage Pod meeting where we will do some more teaching. I will be taking you into the Word of God to look at some key leadership points that you can then turn around and share with your team. So thank you for being here with us today. May you know God's blessing as you continue to serve. Amen. 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 God bless you too. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please continue to be in prayer for these incredible women and their church as they serve God in the communities of Uganda. And don't forget that our team here at the Fellowship Pacific Ministry Center is here to support you as well. To find out more about resources we have available and to get in contact with any of us, visit our website at www.febpacific.ca.